All right, Flex. We have the NBA season kicking off in two hours. Actually, less than two hours now. And uh, it's a, a really exciting time to be a Suns, a Suns fan, a basketball fan in general. It seems like just, I don't know, four days ago we were wrapping up the bubble. Um, and now we're starting up the NBA season, man. Uh, Brooklyn and Golden State play today. And I don't know what that second game is. I think it's the Lakers, right? Lakers play tonight? La- Lakers Clippers. Lakers Clippers. So that's going to kick us off today. Uh, get us ready. Get our beaks wet a little bit. And then <clears throat> tomorrow we have the big showdown with the Mavericks to open up the season for the Suns. And, man, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Just just give it to me. Let's, let's get this going, man. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Planet Orange. We've been, we've been waiting for this. It's just been a long wait, man. It's been... 10 years, right? 10 years since we've been this excited. I mean, you could say we were a little bit probably very uh, optimistic after that 48-win season with, with Goran and Eric, and we brought Isaiah Thomas in, but that was a disappointment. So, yeah, man, this is uh, this is everything Planet Orange wants, man. So let's go, man. We, we're we almost 20, well, it's a little longer, a little bit more than 24 hours away from our kickoff, man. So uh, our tip-off, better yet. So, yeah, man, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. This is going to be a lot of fun, man, and uh, we're going to get into it, man. Let's just keep it real, keep it 100 like we always do. Let's talk to them, not at them, and let's have some fun, man. Yes, sir. Well said. Let's start off with a little bit of a recap of the preseason. The Suns did go 0-4 in the preseason. Ask me if I care, because guess what? I don't. (laughs) Record means nothing in the preseason, guys. Um, Would it have been nice for them to go forward? No, of course, but... Hey, we went 8-0 in the bubble. That was that was enough for me, you know. Um, 0-4 in the preseason, saw a lot of good things, uh, saw some bad things, uh, but but mostly good. And the thing that stood out to me in the preseason, man, was starting five, um, yep. especially that game against the Lakers, uh, right? You had uh, DeAndre Ayton, uh, uh, Jay Crowder, Mikael Bridges, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. And that starting lineup, man, they came out like gangbusters. It was crazy, man. I, I got so I started getting chills. I got so excited. You saw um, what I said, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and, <laughs> and and I actually that was that that wasn't the, the that was the first Laker. It, it was whatever game that, that Chris Paul played because I know he didn't that play first the second one. Laker game. That first one. Yeah, that yeah. first one. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun to watch, man. Um, damn, uh, Devin Booker. I I told I mean, y'all. It's it's insane. I told I, I y'all. I, I don't, you know, people said he's gonna he's gonna take another jump, and I'm like, how much better can this kid get, man? And god damn, he's he put Kyle Kuzma in a blender, um, which I love because I, I I don't I don't like Kyle Kuzma. I think he's kind of a clown, but that's just yeah. that's just my opinion. But he put Kuzma in a blender. He was taking it to the rim, uh, the mid game, the, the mid range game, everything, man. He was even driving to the hoop against some dunks, just. Incredible man, just looks like he's in tip top shape. Um, no Kardashian curse for him. He, I know a lot of people on, on Twitter like to uh, bring that up every once in a while. This dude, I don't think this dude gets phased by anything, man. Uh, let him date who he wants. I mean, by all means, ever since he started seeing that girl, he's been looking phenomenal. So, hey, if, if that's if that's gonna be the case, he needs to put a ring on it, man. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I gave y'all fair warning. Beware. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, let, let me tell you something, man. This kid is so locked in. I've been telling everybody. I've been trying to say it. I've been trying to be subliminal. The league ain't ready for what they about to get from Devin Booker this year, D. They just not. This kid is super locked in. Uh, he's been working his butt off um, for, for a while now. He's been, you know, keeping up with, with his normal regiment. Um, he led the preseason in scoring, didn't look like he missed a beat. And I mean, I think he scored 82 points in the preseason in like 40 minutes. <laughs> I mean, that it's an exaggeration guys, but, but you get what I'm saying, man. I mean, this kid is, this kid's locked in. He's ready to go. Chris Paul's ready to go. DeAndre's ready to go. You saw what I tweeted that we're going to go back to what you said, you know, those first five minutes. Yeah, you know, I was like, I've seen enough. I'm going to bed. Good night. 
you know, <laughs> have fun playing Orange. That's all I need to see. I didn't need to see the rest of the game. I didn't need to see the hyper analysis. I didn't need to see everybody come back and say, oh, DA did this, DA did that, book it. Don't need to see it. Those first five minutes showed me everything I need to see, man. And here's the thing. And and this is this is I'm telling you, this is from you you know, you know, you you know when I talk, you know, people I talk to and I and I usually give you info. D, uh, me and you talk a lot about this. D listen, they had they're not running nothing. I'm telling you, they're not running anything. Like they are just playing basic pickup basketball. They're not showing anything, they're not putting their cards on the table yet. People don't know what they're about to get tomorrow, man. Um there, this is this is gonna be a lot of fun, man. This is gonna be a lot of fun. I saw enough, and yeah, I love that lineup. I love the fact that they're switchable too, D. I love the fact that DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, and Mikel Bridges can switch uh, freely on anybody, and and you're not gonna miss a beat. And then you got Chris Paul, who's an All NBA defender, and you got Devin Booker, who's a better defender than people want to give him credit for, man. So, um. Yeah, man, we we re- we ready to go, man. I'm, you know, I, again, kid at a candy store type thing, man. I I wish I could just go to sleep and wake up and it's tip off time, you know. So, let's get it going, man. Definitely, and you said it right. You know, everything is that they they can switch everything. Devin Booker, like you said, doesn't get the credit uh, he deserves on defense. I'm not saying he's a good defender by any means, but he's fine. You know, he he's it's crazy what what winning will do, right? You get a yep. team that you can rally around that you can that, that can win. All of a sudden, Devin Booker cares about playing defense, and you just get it's just night and day. Mm-hmm. And that's all you can ask for. As long as he cares, you know, if, as long as he's not taking off plays like James Harden, we're good, man. We'll be fine. A right. um, li- little bit of bad. Uh, everybody saw it on social media. People went a little too far with it. Um, DeAndre Ayton had a really bad second game. Um, I'm all right with it because he bounced back the next game, the next two games. Um, right. That's really all I have to say about that. People decided to, to to get in the overreaction machine and start talking about trades and throw out the word bust. And yeah, I'm I'm done with it. So right. um, I'm not even going to entertain those people. Um, it, it's it's comical, right? Uh, same people that say you know the same people that were, were saying that were saying that the 21 and nine that he got the next day. Um, oh, it was just preseason, right? So there's right. a double standard there with DeAndre Ayton. Right. Um, Monty Williams did say uh, that he may have not have been in the best shape, um, and, and it's that for for that reason, yes, it's preseason. He's probably not in the best shape. I don't think anybody was, right? right. Except for maybe Devin Booker because he's not human. Um, right, right. But you know, it's funny people people will, will, will criticize him, but everybody's ignoring the fact that that old Luka Doncic over in Dallas looks like he's about thirty pounds heavier. Yeah. Um, and even admitted to himself, and and it's funny because Mark Cuban actually went on Bill Simmons' podcast, and he's trying to make excuses, saying about how it's unfair because the off season and was shorter, and there was really no timeline for them to start getting into shape. So you know, if excuses are going to be made for one, then we got to lay off the other. It's it's getting a little ridiculous because people are starting. To, people want to play to their narrative, and I get it. I I get the expectations. Um, I get that there's certain things that are going to be expected from from DeAndre uh, this this year, and, and I'm going to have them too. But at the same time, chill the hell out, man. Uh, right, right. You know what, D? I had a conversation with a trainer of one of the players. Uh, I won't get into any names, right? But I had a conversation with a trainer from one of our players who said it was a it was a weird situation trying to train right now um, because. They didn't know when the season was going to start. And these guys have a regiment and they have a certain amount of uh, criteria for how they're going to wrap things up. And the worst thing you want to do is rev it up and then find out you're going to play in February. Right. That's the worst thing, because these NBA players, they're like well-oiled machines. So you throw them out of their rhythm and they overtrain. And then you find out that you have to do it all over again because the season's pushed back. They really didn't know. Um, until like early December that we'd be starting. You, you get what I'm saying? They start yeah. to get wind of it like like end of November. And so that whole time, until you get the thumbs up, you don't want to overdo it with training. You don't want to be that guy that pushed yourself and did all this extra stuff and got hurt training. So 
I know emphatically that this was probably one of the most difficult uh, times to try to stay in shape and do things. And and so DeAndre, and yeah, could he probably be in a little better shape? Yes. But I think that's everybody on our roster. I don't think there's one guy on our roster that could say they're in tip-top shape and uh, and everything is going perfect. And that's even Devin Booker. I think Devin, you know, Devin Booker will, will admit to you that, um, you know, the, the timeline was weird and, and he would have liked to rev it up even a little bit more. So, you know what, guys, we're not going to overreact to it. He had a he had a he had a, a bad game in Utah in preseason, a preseason game in Utah, man. Um, and without being too long winded, D, um, we kind of talked about this yesterday. Right. Um, like what what is I, I you know, what is the expectation for DeAndre Ayton? I mean, do we uh, are we are we going to sit here and say that out of seventy two games we need seventy two average or above average games? How many clunkers can he have? You know what I mean? Like he's going into his he's going into his third year and he's played a hundred basketball games. I mean, I, I just think it's way overreacting. I think I think that uh, you know there's a narrative that just kind of wants to nitpick on the DeAndre Ayton thing. And um, I think there's plenty to go around, man. I think I saw enough from other players that you can criticize them too. But like I said, the usual suspects, man, I don't see it. I don't see them criticizing Mikel's jump shot or his consistency shooting a three. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't see. I don't see some of the criticism. And yeah, I get it. He's the first pick, so he's gonna do that. But. I don't know, man. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole, man. You you know how we do on the Coast to Coast podcast, man. We we gonna call it straight up, and I think everybody needs to chill out with the DeAndre thing. I think he's gonna be fine. If I can get sixty really good games from DeAndre and out of seventy two, I'll live with twelve games that you know may be a little bit uh you know uh, unsatisfying to some people. But if he can give me sixty really good games at average or above average, I don't know. You tell me, D. Do you agree? If he, if he does that. I mean, uh, uh, do you do you consider that a uh, you know a positive season for DeAndre Ayton? I, I put it to you this way, and I, I I stole it a little bit from Gambo because I've I've heard him say it before on the radio. Devin Booker in an eighty-two game season is going to give you seventy really good games, great, really good to great games, right? Okay. Where he's just going to be the best player on the floor. Yep. DeAndre Ayton at this point of his career, I would say if you can get sixty. 50 to 60, really good to great games from him. He's going to be an all-star. That's great Agreed. coming from him. Agreed. Agreed. Now, I'm not saying the other 22 to 32 games are going to be like that game in, 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 against the Jazz, right? Right. He's going to have – if he has – you know, that's what you don't want to see. You don't want to see the absolute disengagement and the, the you know, lack of aggressiveness and, 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 you know, lack of carrying on defense. You don't want to see that, right? But if he has – 50 really good to great games and 32 provided he plays every game 32 just okay games I'm, I'm okay with that in year three right you build up to that you build up to that Devin Booker two years ago Devin Booker wasn't going to give you eight, 70 out of 82 really good to great games right yeah. so it, it's it's all progression um and that's that's how like I said I've heard Gambo say talk about it like that I like that thinking because it's you kind of give it – there's a little bit of, of a buffer, right? You're kind of getting yeah. it on a curve. Yeah, So yeah. 22 to, to 32 games where he's just okay to good, I can live with that if we're going to get 50 great games from DeAndre Ayton. Right. And I think that's – I mean, if people want to nitpick that, then you know what? I, I want to tell you, you're never going to be happy. You, you don't – like, it's not a DeAndre Ayton problem. It's a you problem at that point. Right. And, and you're just looking for something to be pissed off about. I, I couldn't agree more, D. And you know what? I, I want a couple more minutes if we can stay on this because, yeah. you know, I, I just got to get some stuff. So let me ask you this. Uh, were you okay with DeAndre's first game in Utah? I was. I mean, yeah, that was the very first preseason game. First preseason game, I thought he did fine. I, I actually thought he could have been the best player on our team that night. Um, first preseason game, right? Yeah. And so the second one was a little bit of, eh, you know, okay. It is what it is. And then, uh, and then we came out like gangbusters. Followed it up against the Lakers. Per- fine game, right? Yeah. Second game against the Lakers. So I, here's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to make an excuse, okay? I- I'm not here to make excuses for DeAndre or anyone on our basketball team. What I am trying to say is, man, these guys are human. And these guys understand that this is preseason. 
and they understand that this is this, this you know Utah was a second game after they played the first one. Um, these guys, it's 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 comical, man. Because yes, I want DeAndre to play with his hair on fire, but you know, is it is it is it even you know even remotely possible that you know these guys are just and, and I know this. Is this why I'm trying to I'm trying to tread lightly because. I've had conversations with some people that are in the know on this. And I was told blatantly that the coaching staff is basically saying, hey, guys, let's just get in shape and let's not get hurt. Like, that's what the preseason is, bro. Stay in shape. Don't get hurt. Am I, am I saying to play lazy? No, I'm not saying play lazy. And I'm, but I'm just saying it's, it's glorified practice. And you played that team just a two couple days earlier. Like, the idea that you wanted DeAndre Ayton after game one to come out and, and do 35 <laughs> and 20 against Rudy Gobert in a game that means nothing on a team. You're playing a team for the second time in two days in Utah in the preseason. And then, mind you, this is another thing. That happened to be the first time DeAndre Ayton ever played with Chris Paul because they weren't playing in practice together. Okay, so so now you're talking about a guy that's on a second game in Utah. We just came off playing Rudy. You're trying not to get hurt. You want to get conditioning. You're trying to get used to new teammates. You know, there's so many things going on in that situation. It's comical for people to jump on that game and say, oh, my God, DeAndre is a bust. Like, that's 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 (laughs) comical. It's comical. (laughs) Narrative, man. It's it's the narrative. It's the trend. It's a trendy thing to do. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, the whole not trying and just lack of effort on defense, that's unacceptable. You can't, exactly. have, that. You I can't agree. have that ever. Agree. Can't have that ever, but you know, okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just, just found that really funny. Um, if he does you know, that in the regular season, D will kill oh, him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's unacceptable. Right. Year three, that no, and it's funny, you know, we talk about the whole coming in shape. There's a big, there's a huge difference between game shape and just yeah. being in shape. It's yeah. conditioning, right? You can't, as as hard as you try, you can't replicate replicate a game. You can't. The only way you're gonna get in game shape is to play games. So yeah. you got to take it for what it is, man. And everybody was toughing and puffing, you know. But I, I haven't seen Devin Booker so red ever, man. He's he he was turning all kinds of shades of red because he's he's he's, he's getting in game shape. He's built different, right? So I mean, it, it is what it is. People are gonna criticize. I'm just we we talked about this yesterday, right? We're gonna make mm-hmm. a new uh, new new our New Year's resolutions to say the hell off of Twitter. Yeah. Um, at least for me, because it's just it's just so toxic, man. It's it's I, I literally have no words for it anymore. So um, I agree. But other than that, man, it's it's exciting. Uh, a lot to like in the preseason, um, you know, and I'm just ready for them to count. I'm ready for them to count. I want to see I want to see what this team has. I want to see what Monty's been been working on. Um, and people are starting to take notice. Hey, D, how do you feel? How do you feel about doing these podcasts together, me and you, when the games don't count? How do you feel about doing preseason podcasts? Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, n- enough said. Enough said. <laughs> so they're human just like us. I mean, like we, we, didn't, we, we didn't do it. We, we didn't do it. We didn't do a right? single one during the preseason. Okay, there so. you go, baby. That's what I'm tra- Planet Orange, Coast to Coast podcast fans, the guys that follow us on Twitter, understand this is exactly what I mean. Like, we're not going to waste our time. And you don't think the players feel the same way, D? They feel the yeah. same way. They're like, man, this is preseason, man. Let's get these 48 minutes out the way. Let's jump on a plane. Let's get back home. Let's get back home healthy. And let's get ready for when it counts. And the energy me and you going to have today, as opposed to what we had in the preseason and opposed to what we're going to have tomorrow night when we beat Dallas, two different energies. And, yep. that, and that's what I'm saying, man. Let's stop treating these guys like they're robots. To stop treating these guys like they're not human. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a game in Utah that meant absolutely nothing. Let's move on from that, and let's <laughs> and let's and let's get busy. You know. And I'll say one last thing: when 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 Devin Booker and Chris Paul are worried about DeAndre Ayton, I'll let y'all know, and then I'll tell y'all I'm worried. But until then, 
We ain't got nothing to worry about, man. Those guys are completely satisfied with what they're seeing from DeAndre and in practice, and they're pumped up and ready to go. So let's just, you know, let's let's rock with it. Moving on from that, yes, sir. Good, good, good way to good way to end it there. So the Suns are finally getting some notoriety around the league, right? Uh, in particular from the national media, but not not everybody is on the on the hype train, right? Uh, in particular. I think it was Bobby Marks. I, I, I'm making a list, right? I'm making a list of all these. <laughs> Count you know, it twice. <laughs> I, I see it on I see it on Twitter. A couple of the dudes on Twitter um, say they've been bookmarking everything, right? So Bobby Marks went on the radio station last week, and Bobby Marks said they asked him, you know, what's the what's the ceiling for the Suns? He's like, oh, I think the ceiling is a seven seed. <laughs> and, and and I think it was Bernsey that kind of it was a double take. He's like a seven, seed? and he's like, yeah, yeah. If everything goes right, there'll be a seven seed. And I'm like, okay, noted, right? So you yeah. take uh, take note of that. A um, couple other people that haven't been so high on the Suns. Um, I, Zach Lowe has been wishy-washy on the Suns. Um, he's another big one. John Hollinger isn't really buying into the Suns, but, I mean, you can't really expect much from the national media, right? But it hasn't, always, it hasn't all been negative, man. Um, the ringer has the Suns in their preseason power rankings. And you can say what you want about power rankings, but you either love them or you hate them. Because if your team's high, you love them. If your team's low, you hate them. Um, And the Suns were number 10 in the NBA. Uh, And Kevin O'Connor, which, I mean, as a lot of you guys know, Kevin Kevin O'Connor has had the Suns back since three, four years ago, right? You used to always call them the bright future Suns. Um, And he's actually picking them to finish fourth in the West. And have home court advantage in the playoffs and the first round of the playoffs. So we're starting to really get that positive attention. Um, people are, are, are liking what, what this team has to offer. Um, I've seen multiple publications pick Monty Williams as coach of the year. Um, not just because the Suns are going to be vastly improved this year, but because Monty's such a likable guy and he's such a good leader, man. I mean, if you just think about last season, right? He got that team to buy in. Think about all those other teams that went to the bubble, right? Think about New Orleans. You know, New Orleans went went to the bubble, and and they they you know they shit the bed, plain and simple. They, they yeah. were they they made they pretty much made that playing tournament to get Zion into the playoffs, and they couldn't even do that. But Monty Williams got all the guys to buy in and said, "Hey, let's go there. Let's win as many games as we can, and let's see what happens." And they all responded, man. So. Monty Williams, Coach of the Year. That's that's a that's kind of a big one that's being pushed right now. Um, Devin Booker. I've seen people have him as high as second team All NBA, um, which is great considering you know how stacked the NBA is. That means you're a top ten player in the league if you're on the second team All NBA. Getting all kinds of notoriety, man. How, how how do you feel about that? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? I personally like to fly under the radar. But after ten years of not making the playoffs, it's kind of nice having having look see, seen some positive things online. Yeah, man. Listen, um, I I think you're. I, I'm I'm gonna say this. I because of being around the game of basketball and actually playing and and coaching and and just being around the game, I have a different respect for the people that make these projections. And and what I mean by that is. Um, and, and again, this isn't to say that you have to be a basketball player to know basketball, right? right. But um, I, I will say this. I tend to lean towards um, the projections of the people that actually played the game of basketball. So I look at a guy like Greg Anthony, who got on NBA TV and raved about the Suns. I look at Grant Hill, who got on NBA TV, raved about the Suns. I look at Steve Smith who got on, the, on NBA TV and raved about the Suns. These are three guys that played the game of basketball at a high level, and um, they all were in consensus basically saying they think the best backcourt in the NBA lies in, in Phoenix, in the Valley of the Sun, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Um, you listen to a guy like uh, you know, uh, Jeff Van Gundy the other night on ESPN raving about DeAndre Ayton and, and what he thinks about this Phoenix Suns basketball team, and you start to kind of – uh, you start to see the shift in momentum from the people that know the game, that have played the game, that have coached the game. 
Now, now again, the guys on the ringer, I respect him. Uh, uh, KOC, a lot of respect for him, man. He's always he's always backed up the Suns. Um, I will say this: I don't disagree with him <laughs> because I, <laughs> I I I got the Suns. You know, I was talking to a, a close contact of mine recently, and he asked me that very question. He said, "Hey, you know, Flex, where do you see where do you see us landing?" And and I I made it real simple. I said, "I think the Lakers are the best team in the West." I think the Clippers are going to be around, and I think Denver is going to probably follow suit to what they did last year. I think they'll take maybe a little bit of a dip, but not much. Um, and so I think those are clearly the top three teams in the West. And then I'm going to bunch Phoenix, Dallas, and Utah right there in that four, five, six range. So are we better than Utah? Well, we'll see. Are we better than Dallas? We'll see. Yes, um, we are. Yes and yes. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm- I'm sorry, but the, the the Dallas thing pisses me off, and it's not just the Luca thing. Right, it's not just no. that because he's I, a great player. But they they did nothing. They did they, nothing. They did nothing. I okay, mean, they, they added got Josh they, Richardson. They got Josh Richardson. They got rid of Seth uh, of, of uh, Seth Curry, who can right. shoot the hell out of the ball. Right. I, I so a team that finished seventh um, in the West last season, who got off to a crazy good start at the beginning of the year. I think they started in like the that, like the three seed, and then they started to tailor off, uh, taper off yeah. a little. And then you're telling me that that same team, without their second best player to start the season, is going to be a two seed to most people. No so way. them, 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 and Portland, because I see Portland too. There's a lot Portland's, of Portland love. Yeah. Portland's another team that I think could be the a disappointment. Listen, I mean, listen, he, guys. I'm sorry, D. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No. So, so Sean Marks, the same guy that said uh, the Suns. The ceiling for the Suns were seven. He had Portland number two. So once he said that, I was kind of like, all right, this guy, this guy's just kind of he's he's hot take city over here. Yeah, you know what, D? What's the saying? Tiger Tigers don't change their stripes, right? <laughs> right, right, right. That's so, true. so, so the Portland Trailblazers are who they are for the last five years. You know, like the like the you know who, who is it? Uh, Maya Angelou, the great Maya Angelou, famous quote, right? When somebody tells you who they are, believe them the first time, right? Okay. So, so the Blazers are who they are, man. They're they're Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum and a bunch of dudes that are trying to play the role and be um, sidekicks. And I, I'm sorry, man. They're just they are who they are. I think they're a fringe playoff team that can have a very similar year that they had last year. I know people are gonna say, "Oh, they were injured. They were this. They couldn't have the chemistry. They picked it up in the bubble." No, listen. Damian Lillard decided to become Superman in the bubble, and and much respect to Dame. Man, Dame's a great player. I mean, a phenomenal player. But to ask Dame to do that, he, he also flared out against the Lakers because you can't possibly play at that level for that long. So he he put everything he had to just get in. And then they flamed out, you know. So, is he going to be able to do that for seventy-two games? I don't know. So, and and I agree with you with Dallas. So, I, I personally think the Suns are a four seed. I think they'll get uh, home court in the first round if they stay healthy. If we don't have any bumps in the road, um, and like I said, I think the Lakers, Clippers, and Denver are clearly the cream of the crop in the West. And then I think you got a bunch of these other teams that are lumped up together. And I think the Suns. Can have we can make an argument that the Suns could be better than any of those teams. So you know we we got to let it play out. We got to we got to let it let it you know let it be what it's gonna be. Let the cookie crumble where where it be. But um I like where we're at and um I'm like I said I'm going to lean towards the people that actually played and coached the game. And everyone I speak to um, in those regards uh, are very high on what the Phoenix Suns can do. So um, yeah man let's 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 see let's see how it plays out brother. Roger Bell, another good one. Uh, another guy that gave gave a lot of love to the Suns for about ten to fifteen minutes on the he, real. He played. Podcast. He played NBA, Dan. Oh, oh man, I think he did. I think uh, he played for some oh, some team in the West. Can't you know, my remember. dog is my dog. Offside note: my dog is named after Roger Bell. Are you? Is your dog's name Roger? Yeah, my dog's name is Roger. <laughs> the one I told you about before we got on that I had. Yeah, to play yeah. His name is Raja, yeah. right? So that just shows you how much I respect Raja Bell. So, That's uh, yeah. funny, man. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but, yeah, man. Um, oh, man. I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited at where this is going. Flex, you, you like to uh, – I don't want to be calling you out right now, but you, you, you like to gamble a little bit, right? I do. I sure do. I love it. <laughs> 
You know, uh, you know what the, you know what the odds are uh, for Devin Booker to to lead the league in scoring this year? I don't. Tell me. Nineteen to one. Nineteen to one. Nineteen to one. Okay, I guess I got something to do right after the show. <laughs> Nineteen to one, man. I heard that today. Um, Simmons and uh, Simmons and Rosillo did their over under pot today. It's for th- it was three hours long, so I didn't listen really? to the entire thing because I, uh, no, I can't do that. Even if I listen at two times speed, um, <laughs> but they they were talking about the Suns and all of them. It, it was really they all talked uh, well about the Suns. Um, Simmons and House had them had them at, uh, in the over. Rosillo picked the under, even though he talked them up quite a bit. But are you I talking guess his... wins? Are you talking wins? Wins, yeah, yeah. wins. Well, well wins. I, I know 30... I look thirty-six and a half. Is that it? Thir- yeah, thirty-six and a half. Yeah, I'm going and over. They all, uh, I'm going over as well. Um, but they also mentioned, you know, Devin Booker. You know, that that's a good value pick. Nineteen to one, lead the, they lead the league in scoring, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, what what are uh, that's at least worth fifty bucks, right? Oh, that's a hundred easy. <laughs> that's a, that's an easy hundred I'm putting down uh, right after the show because I don't want the odds to change. But uh, I tell you what, man, yeah, Devin Booker. Listen, this I, I'm gonna keep saying it. the The world is not ready for what you're about to get from Devin Booker, man. This kid, the game, the game. I, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something. And um, I'm gonna try to tread lightly here because I I like to I like to throw things out there without you know without saying too much. But I, <laughs> um, let's just say that uh, I got it from an extremely close source. Um, ID. So you you know when I tell you that you know you know we talk from an extremely close source. I know exactly who you're talking about. That I'll Devin Booker, there. right, that, that Devin Booker, uh, his confidence is uh, at an all-time high to the point where uh, he he feels like he's the best player in the NBA anytime he steps on the court. And and I and I know people are going to say, well, you're supposed to think that. Well, it's, it's, it's a difference to, to, to want that, and it's a difference when you walk in the gym and you actually know it, and you feel that, you know, Mike, I'll give you an example, you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, those guys, when they walked in the gym, that's what made them Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, these are the guys that walk in the gym, and they know, I'm the best player in the gym, and by the way, y'all know it too, right, and, and it's very hard for an NBA player to get that type of confidence, um, because in order to get that type of confidence, the proof's got to be in the pudding. You got to be able to do some things that allows your mind to go to that place. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Devin Booker's mind is in that place. Okay, this, this man is at the point in his career where he feels like when he walks in the gym, there is no better player on planet Earth than him. Now, are we going to argue that there's better players in the world than Devin Booker? Have you go at it. Do what you want to say. I'm not saying that Devin Booker is the best player on planet Earth. I'm saying that his confidence and he and his beliefs are that he is. And that's a dangerous thing for a 24-year-old superstar in Phoenix, Arizona. That is a dangerous thing. And and I tell you what, you know what's funny? Um, they spoke to Josh Richardson yesterday in the media availability. I don't know if you saw that. From the Dallas Mavericks. I did not. Okay, they spoke to Josh Richardson, and they asked Josh Richardson about Devin Booker. And his, you know, I'm going to try to relate this basically how he said it. You know, don't, don't quote me on every word. But he basically said, no one can stop Devin Booker. You're not asking me to stop Devin Booker. Like he said, Devin Booker can get to his spots at will. He can score at will. It's not a matter of if you can stop Devin Booker. You just got to hope he misses. Okay, so that's, that's just an NBA player who we're playing on Wednesday, who is at the point now where you're starting to say, hey, man, uh, don't ask me to stop Devin Booker because no one can. And the league knows it. Kevin Durant loves Devin Booker. Chris Paul loves Devin Booker. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. We can go on and on. These are the guys that matter. Not the guys on Twitter. (laughs) Not the (laughs) hyper-analyst guys. Not those guys. Not the guys that want to... 
watch tape and do things and then ask people to give them credit for doing that. Like, not those guys. The guys that actually play the game know that Devin Booker is a different animal. And he's about to he's about to take the lead by storm. And that 19 to 1 sounds silly, man. I think that's free money. Uh, I mean, if it ain't Devin Booker, then, you know, is it going to be the usual suspect? Is it going to be James Harden taking 5,000 shots a game in Houston? Maybe. You know, but um, I think Devin Booker is going to average 30 points a game this year. And uh, I think he's going to be all NBA. <laughs> and, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun. And I just can't wait for the, this arena to open up so me and you can go link up at the arena and actually uh, see this with our own pupils, with our own eyes. You know what I mean? Yep. I know you itching. I, I know you uh, can't wait. Oh, bro. man. I, I can't wait, man. It's unfortunate. I mean, I've been a season ticket holder for the past two seasons and um, never never had this kind of excitement, man, uh, to, to go to a game. And it sucks now because we can't even go. Uh, don't even know if we'll be able to go anytime this year. So... Um, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I, I know we'll get to, we'll be able to get out, out there soon. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, but it's an exciting time. That arena looks absolutely ridiculous. Um, not just on TV, but the pictures I've seen, it, it's crazy, man. They got the, uh, the, uh, the theater lighting in there, kind of like they do at MSG. Oh, they and, love it too. And yeah. And, and, and I think that, I believe that was a personal request from Devin Booker when, yes, they, were, it was. when they were, uh, <laughs> That's that's funny, man. That's yes, that's great. He loves that theater lighting, man, and he loves that MSG feel. And for us to do that, I mean, man, listen, man, Dan, man, I mean, I I I'm going to bed like I'm almost pinching myself because I'm like, yo, is this really is this really what's going on? Like, do we really have the most beautiful stadium in basketball? Do we got the best practice facility in basketball? Do we got a 24 year old superstar in Devin Booker that is about to put himself possibly in the top five in the entire NBA really soon, an all-star center that's about to explode, a Hall of Fame point guard, a coach of the year candidate, a GM that knows what he's doing, an owner that's taking a backseat and letting people do their job. Um, man, I mean, do I, sexy new uniforms. <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on, D. Like, is this real? Did this really just happen? And and by the way, uh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, me, no, no. Just, no. I'm, 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 go ahead. I'm, you, I'm listening you know what's this. crazy is because a lot of this is a microcosm of, like, do you remember what people were saying before they announced the bubble? <laughs> and, and, and they were saying we shouldn't go and we shouldn't do this. And, oh, my God, I wish DeAndre Ayton didn't get suspended. We'd be a playoff team. Well, guess what? Be careful what you ask for. And sometimes things happen to play out the way they're supposed to play out. And and what I mean by that is, man, this this entire transformation started when we went to this bubble and and became the team that we're becoming. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we knew the stadium and the practice facility were coming. But um, if you don't have the Orlando bubble, you don't have that 8-0 run. I don't know that Chris Paul is ready to say, I want to go play in Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that Devin Booker has that, that confidence that he, well, let me not say that, man. Cause this, this kid, this kid is, this is a different animal, man. I'm telling you, this kid's different, but you get what I'm saying, right? D um, yeah. it had to happen that way. You know, I, I hear people saying, Oh, I wish DeAndre didn't get, <sighs> man, it's crazy because if DeAndre doesn't get suspended, we probably do make the playoffs, but we probably go into the bubble and it doesn't mean anything. And things play out entirely differently, man. So, hey, man, um, don't don't make me don't make me use the comic book the comic book uh, uh, reference. Go ahead. It's just like an Avengers Endgame, man. There was only one way they were gonna beat Thanos. There you sometimes go. <laughs> it's only the one. Sometimes it's just the one. It's just the one the the the, the one scenario, man. And and, yeah. and like you said, man, yeah. Would it have been better if DeAndre didn't get suspended? Of course it would have been. But right. guess what? All of that, all, the, the sum of all those things that happened led us to where we are now. Right. And there were people that were saying, oh, no, the Suns should not go to the bubble. Uh, Suns fans, that is. The Suns should not go to the bubble. Um, Devin Booker should not play. Um, yep. All they're doing is risking injury. They have no shot of going 8-0. Oh, yeah, there's I a know better, that there's a, the, <laughs> There's a better chance of two bullets hitting each other, you know, yeah. from two different guns. <laughs> There's a better shot of that than the Suns going eight. No, right? 
Yeah. We, we, we all saw it. Um, and I said this, we both said this when the bubble started, man, to make yourself, to, to become a franchise that's get, that gets taken serious, you have to start taking yourself seriously. You have to make those steps. You have to play like your hair is on fire in the NBA bubble. You have to do those things. You can't just skip all these steps, right? Yeah. You can't skip. It, it's, it's, I don't know. I always thought that was funny when people were just like, yeah, no, we shouldn't do that. I'm like, okay, okay. so you want to, you and, still want to be that team, huh? And those people that are saying that are, are like radio silent about those things that they said. So again, man, it is what it is, man. Listen, an- another, another thing I, I'd like to talk about is, um, I mean, Jalen Smith, man, kid's going to be good. Jalen yeah. Smith's going to be good, man. I had a had a rough couple games against the, against the Lakers, but I loved what I saw against Utah. Yeah, man. I mean, the kid could shoot the ball. I I kept saying, I think we did the last pod we did. I I think I went like way out there, and I was like, yo, I think this kid could be like Pascal Siakam. Remember I said that? Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna tell you what, I didn't see anything that's making me go really back backtrack on that man i mean i'm really impressed by his ability to not only shoot the ball but his willingness to put the ball on the ground put the yeah. ball on the floor and put two three dribble combos together and get to the rim that little you know run me off the line two three dribble right in you know right in the, the center of the defense right at rudy gobert that was impressive man that's the best play that's the best defensive play in the world and he went right at him you know what I mean? Um, so I, I like that kid. I think that kid is going to be really good. Um, I think the team knows he's going to be really good. It's going to take a little bit of time. Um, I think we we talked about it uh, off air. You know, with Frank coming back, that may that may cheat into his minutes a little bit at the beginning. But I, I like I like the rookie man. I, I think that's just another really good pick, a really solid pick that people are going to look back in a couple years and say, wow. Just another another solid player that that James Jones was able to add to this team, and so um, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, where do you, you know, <laughs> I, I I really, I it's crazy because people I, I hear people telling me like, yo, they went zero four flex, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, if y'all <laughs> if y'all really care about that, that that's what that's the the beginning of the problem. Like, no one cares about zero four. What I do care about is that I saw a team that could be the deepest team in basketball. <laughs> like, like this, this, these guys are deep, man. These guys are deep, and they're they're pros. It's gonna be a lot of fun, bro. And uh, I think I think I think Planet Orange is going to be uh, very pleased with what they see tomorrow night. And if I'm wrong, we'll, we'll record after the game, and I'll tell you I'm wrong. But I think I think we're gonna come out like Mike Tyson in the '90s, baby, throwing some throwing some haymakers. <laughs> and I'm I'm hoping this I'm hoping it's a runaway like like last opening you know what was it Sacramento 21 point win or something like that yeah. last season right I'm not yeah. saying we're gonna blow them out by 20 but I'm saying I think we're gonna come out there and play some really good basketball tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. And, and you, <laughs> it's funny. I, I want to touch on this too because I saw this last night and it just made me laugh. You know that Suns Twitter is in mid-season form when people are freaking out about the 12th man on the team, right? <laughs> so, so we saw last night, right? We saw the, the Sham Sharania say, um, you know, that the Suns have re-signed Frank, Frank Kaminsky. And Frank is a very polarizing player because he's – you know, he's he's had his his moments with the Suns, right? He was playing a little bit, uh, little he he was forced into into playing some minutes he probably shouldn't have been last season uh, when yeah. DeAndre was uh, suspended and and when Baines was was hurt. But if Frank is a, your twelfth man off the bench, I'm all right with that. I'll, I'll take that positive influence in the locker room. Everybody seems to love him, man. I, I mean, I, everybody, Mikel Bridges, uh. uh who else was it? Uh, Javon Carter, Dario Sharich on social media. They were all hyping him up, welcoming him back, and saying how happy they were to have him. They, they all love this guy, man. And sometimes that's just that's just good morale. You need that. You need that to, to, to stay loose. Yeah. Um, you don't want him to be your, your sixth man off the bench, but if he's your 12th man at the end of the bench, who cares, man? Who cares? Right. 
Right. And it's good for the locker room, like you said. It's good for the locker room. The players love him. The coaches love him. He's a he's a he's a calming factor in the locker room. Uh, he's already in Phoenix. He's been in Phoenix all weekend. He has a house in Phoenix. Um, he wants to be in Phoenix. Like these are all little things, man. Like I, I tell you something. Remember the '84? Uh, I'm sorry, '48 win team that just yeah. missed the playoffs. Okay. Uh, the following year, we went and got Isaiah Thomas, and we had the three-headed backcourt and blah blah blah, and you know that backfired. But yeah. I remember going back to that year. And I remember, you know, talking to people within the team, uh, players and people around the team. And, and I remember hearing that uh, the biggest move that the Suns did to blow that team up was not re-sign Channing Fry. Okay? I remember getting a call the day that Channing, I think he went to Orlando. Yeah. He had a contract with Orlando. I remember getting a call from someone who said, Yo, we just blew our team up. And I was shocked. I was like, Channing Fry? Man, come on, man. I'm like, I, I, you know, I didn't even, I didn't agree. I didn't actually, I, if I remember, I didn't want to pay him that much. And I remember he got himself a nice little deal from Orlando. And I was like, I don't know about that, man. Like, we had a good basketball team. And, and I remember the person telling me verbatim. He was like, Flex, listen to me. That guy was the glue. That guy was the locker room guy. That was the guy that kept everybody calm. Like, his role super exceeded what the box score said. And, again, I'm not saying Frank's that guy. What I'm saying is is in these, on these type of teams, sometimes that guy in the locker room, that calming voice, that guy that, that just is going to keep things together is just as important as the guys that are out there playing 30, 35 minutes a game. You know what I mean? So I like the Frank signing. Um, I think is good karma. I think it's good for the team. And I think it shows that they're committed to keeping a bunch of grown-ups and professionals in their locker room and, and, and doing the right thing. So I, I like it. Again, people are going to overhype and o- overanalyze it. doesn't need to be. Like you said, it's the 12th, 15th guy. We're talking about very minimal minutes. And, man, let's stop acting like Frank is an absolute scrub, man. Like, Frank, <laughs> Frank Frank is not a bad basketball player, and he's Devin Booker's age. Like, that's another thing. Let's stop acting like Frank is a 35-year-old washed-up guy. The guy's, what's he, 25? 26, Frank, whatever he is, you know. Frank, Frank, is a, Frank, Frank is a scrub if he's your sixth man or your starting center. Absolutely. He's a absolutely. You don't want him to be bench, that. Man. You, can, no. you can do a lot worse than, than Frank Kaminsky as a 12th man on the bench. A lot worse than that. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. So, I mean, I, I just thought that was funny, man. I mean, it's, like I said, midseason form, uh, which is why, again, I'm, I'm going to try and stay off, off Twitter as much as possible. Not because I don't like the criticism, but it's just, oh man, sometimes it's just too much. I want I, I watch sports to enjoy myself. Well, let me take that back. I am an, an Arizona sports fan, so I can't say I always enjoy myself when I, I watch sports. Um, I, I watch sports with the intention of being able to, to, to enjoy myself. Sometimes it doesn't work out. More often than not, you know, it doesn't work out here in Arizona. But other than that, man, I'm just excited for the season. It's It's... Damn, like you said, a little bit over 24 hours away. I yeah. don't know, man. What do you think? You got any predictions for uh, for the season? I know we already said we think it's going to be a top four seed, but any what's your what's your bold prediction for the season? This is this doesn't have to pertain just to the Suns. This okay. can be NBA. Well, this well, can be league wide. Well, um, let's let's I'm 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 cool with keeping it right now with the Suns. So here's the thing: I normally do my 82 game breakdown, but this is 72 games. So, and we don't know what the second half of the schedule is, right? So that's that's a little bit frustrating because I like to project out a little further, but it's almost impossible because you don't even know who you're going to play in the second half or how it's going to play out in that situation. But on the premise that we have 72 games and I can see what the first, what 36 are, whatever it is, and I, and I have a, I think I have a feel for, for what my eyes are telling me with this basketball team. I'm thinking we're going to be a top four team in the West. I think we're going to get home court. I think we're going to definitely uh, – I, I, if the over was 40, I'd go over. I, I feel like 40 and, you know, I, I feel like I, – I don't know why, but four, 40, 44, 45 wins feels good for this team for me because if this was an 82-game season – let's talk about that, D, for a second. It's make-believe this was an 82-game season. 
Would it be crazy to think the Suns can go 50 and 32? Not at all. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, what I'm, what I, what I'm doing is if, if this were an 82 game season, I'm thinking the Suns are a 50 win team. Okay. Just, you know, give or take a game here, there. So now I'm going to play the minus 10 and I'm going to take five on each end. And so I'm saying, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but, you know, 45 and 45 27. And 45 yeah. and 27. I mean, it's somewhere in that ballpark. I, I, that's where I'm, I'm feeling we're going to land. I think 45 and 27, top four team in the West. I think Devin Booker will be a top three scorer in the NBA. I think Monty Williams will win coach of the year. And I believe that uh, Devin Booker is also going to get MVP considerations. That's that's where I'm going to go with it. I like it. I oh, like it. Hold on. One last thing. DeAndre will be very good. <laughs> that's it. Sure I, I have to say that. Hey, he'll be very good. Uh, what you got? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm close to you. Um, I'm thinking more 40, 41 and 31. Um, okay. I think they're going to be they're, they're, I think they're going to end up fifth in the West. I feel like four through eight, four through nine in the West is going to be separated by maybe two games. Um, and I think that's important when looking at pre at preseason projections, right? Or at, at, at the projections uh, uh, that that they put out. A lot of those teams are, are are very very bunched up together, man. They're they're again they're separated by two three games, so. I think 41 and 31 in the fifth seed um, is, is what it's going to be. I think Devin Booker does make an all-NBA team, and I think he does get MVP votes. Um, will it be enough to win it? I don't think so because, you know, the media likes their – you know, it's already uh, – unless uh, unless Dallas doesn't make the playoffs, you can already tell the media wants Luka to win. So yeah. uh, it's it's it almost feels like a foregone conclusion, unfortunately. Uh, I think – I think DeAndre Ayton will be an all-star this year. And I'm going to go out on a limb. This is my hot take. DeAndre Ayton will make an all-defensive team this year. Yes. So probably second team all-defense. Um, yes. So that's like my it. bold prediction. Uh, Monty Williams, if, if like I said, if, if everything goes right for the Suns, if they are able to play up to expectations, I think – Monty Williams is almost a lock for coach of the year um, just because he's so well liked. And, you know, if, if I'm going to use it for Luca, I got to use it for Monty as well, right? Because that's kind of been the narrative in the offseason when it comes to coach of the year. Yeah. A lot of the media people want, want Monty to win. They think he's, he's the, the clear front runner. Um, so I feel like, like that's what's going to happen. And it's going to be a fun season, man. I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. Um, man, I just hope, you, you know I, I hope, I hope better days are, are, are are ahead of us. I think they are, but you know me as a as, as an Arizona sports fan, man. I've seen a lot of BS happen around here, man. So I I, I try I my best to stay keep my feet on the ground. Hey, you rocking with me, D? Like we got the we like they got the yin yang thing going, right? So listen, man. We we uh you rocking with me, man? You 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 we've been we've been doing this for a minute now, <laughs> and um I'm I'm seeing the the shift. I'm seeing the shift in your uh. In, in, in the way you're looking at these things. So um, I, I know you're rocking with me, man. We, it's like that book, The Secret, right? The Law of Attraction, right? Positive positive thoughts equal positive results, right? So that's what we're doing. That's kind of the way I'm playing it right now. I'm, I'm thinking nothing but positive for this basketball team. And if we have the positive thoughts, uh, we, we should have positive results, man. And um, I will say this, too, another bowl. I know I'm, I'm just throwing a whole bunch of stuff on the wall right now, man. But um, if Monty Williams wins coach of the year and we go anywhere near 45 and 27 and we're top four team in the West, uh, I think James Jones is a lock for executive of the year. Um, that, that would be another one that I think could happen. So are all those things going to happen? No. But um, I think that all of those are within reach, absolutely. And then, uh, like you said, I think the Luca thing is kind of preordained at this point. I think they just want Luca to win this thing. So it's going to be rough. But I tell you what, watch out for that boy Devin Armani Booker. Because oh, if man. He's got anything, if he's got anything to say, uh, Luca's going to have to really fight his ass off for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. Man, it's, 
it's crazy to even talk about the Suns as a top four seed, man. I still, I'm still kind of, you know, it, yeah. it's it's almost weird. You know what I mean? After yeah. ten years, I mean the last time the last time the Suns were in the playoffs, they weren't what they were a five seed, weren't they? Yeah, and they went to the back conference in 2010, finals. and they went to yeah. the conference finals. So. I, I, you know what, D? Um, I gotta check it. I, I actually think we were six seed. I think we were six seed. Um. I don't remember. It's been I, I, way too we'll, long. We'll, we'll check. It's ten years ago. I, I want. I think we were six C, but if five six doesn't matter. I, I think. Uh, I think we I turned, beat Portland. I turned twenty one that year, man. So I, that year, a lot of things oh, are you a blur. Were, from yeah, that year. You, you were. Yeah, you were in prime Dan Duarte. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were still thinking you can. You you were gonna conquer the world at that time, right? <laughs> I feel you, brother. Yep. Um, if I remember that that season, I think it was Portland first round. Then we swept. San Antonio and lost to the Lakers, right? Yeah. Um, something like that. Um, but yeah, either way, man, we're splitting hairs. Yeah, yeah, five, six, whatever it was. I mean, that team got to the conference finals. So, and that team had a guy named Steve Nash, and we got a guy named Chris Paul, and you know, uh, connected dots, if you will. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's two two of the best point guards you're ever gonna see with your own eyeballs. So we got them running point in Phoenix, and it's just something about point guards in Phoenix, man. You know what I mean? Yep. Like every time we turn the corner, it's because of a great point guard. And uh, you know, it, you know, in my years being around the game of basketball, man, there's not too many as good as Chris Paul. So let's savor this, man. Let's savor this. Uh, you know, I know we, you know, there's people that probably listen to this and say, man, these guys are are too positive and stuff. But listen, if you want us to be anything else than what we are, don't listen. No, we're gonna we're gonna bring it. You know, this is how we bring it. The, the bubble, the last time we did this and got into our groove, man, we were super positive. And, uh, and that bubble kind of worked out for us, brother. So, yeah, we're going to do the same thing this year that, that, or yeah, this season that we did in the bubble. If the Suns win, we're probably going to record a recap right after every game. Yeah. If they lose, uh, I'm not going to lie, we probably won't be in the mood to record right after. We'll probably <laughs> record it the next day. Uh, but either way, man, I'm excited to do this. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, real quick though, before we sign yes, off, sir. what uh, what's your final uh, pick? What's your final pred- finals prediction? Finals pick. I'm going to tell you what. You know where I live, right? Yeah. <laughs> where I live, right? So you know, and you you know you know. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something. That team in Brooklyn is going to be something different, man. Yeah. So I if I if I had to put my money on it. I'm going to say this is going to be a Lakers-Nets championship. Lakers versus Brooklyn. KD versus LeBron. Kyrie versus AD. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. I I just think that the Nets are what I've seen. And then, you know, some of of my sources and contacts close close and around that team, um, yeah, they're going to be a tough out, man. And Kevin Durant is back. And so, yeah, I like Brooklyn in the East. And, uh, yeah, man, listen, man, I know people hate the Lakers, man, but they got better in the offseason. They became a better offensive team with Montrez, with uh, Mark, uh, Marcus Gasol and Dennis Schroeder. And they lost a little bit on defense, but they're still pretty damn good. And then uh, I, I got the Lakers beating the Suns in the Western Conference Finals, seven triple overtime. <laughs> that's, a joke. that's a joke. Play it arms. That's a joke. But if that happens, man, remember I said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke till it happens, right? Right, right, right. It's only uh, I, I'm I'm the same way, man. I I thought I was actually gonna go hot take on you with picking the Nets, but I I guess I guess oh. not. Uh, but yeah, I, I got the Nets and the Lakers, and the I mean, I. I it's tough because man, the whole Kyrie thing. I I don't man. That's a different cat right there. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. Hey, he could retire next week, and nobody would be surprised, man. A different cat. He, he he could require retire next week and go live with monks, and I would not be surprised. <laughs> he's a different cat. Bro. He's that's, a different that's cat. A nice, <laughs> is a nice way to say it. Dude. So I'm I'm picking that for my final stick. Lakers Nets. Um, okay. Damn, we are you serious? So we didn't even talk about this. So you see. Yeah, great minds think alike, brother. That's yeah, why we. I, I I thought the same. I saw KD in the preseason, and again, take it with the grain of salt because it's preseason. But KD looks, <laughs> oh my god, man, and, and it, it it just pisses me off more that he went to the Warriors, man. You everybody knows how I feel about that. 
Yeah, it just pisses me off even more that he went to the Warriors. He could have beat he could have beat that team if he would have stayed in OKC. The Slim yeah. Reaper, man. The Slim Reaper. Oh, they loving him in Brooklyn, man. That that dude, that dude is something different. And and I love. I just I just always loved his game, man. The Slim Reaper. That's my guy. And and he happens to adore that twenty four year old superstar we got in Phoenix. And that that means a lot to me, man. When a guy that good thinks Devin Booker is a top three talent in the world. <laughs> That means a lot to me, man. So, yeah, I'm rooting for KD. God bless him, man. I hope he stays healthy. And, you know, Kyrie's a New Jersey guy, too, man. Went to my high school and stuff. So, you know, I got some <laughs> there, man. So, hey, I mean, he's yeah, he's a, he's a weird cat, though, man. Burning <laughs> seeds and stuff. Man. He's a weird cat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be fun, D. So, we gonna, so, Planet Orange, Coast to Coast fans, y'all listening right now. Um, I guess we're doing a show tomorrow night because we winning, right? Yeah, that's the plan, man. Even though it's going to be what, 1:32 2 a.m. your time? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I take yeah. I take that for a win. So, yeah, we'll uh, be doing Yeah, we'll be doing this. Doing we'll it late. This. We'll be doing it late tomorrow night, my brother. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um It's time. It is time, man. It is time and uh couldn't be more excited. So, yeah, man. We'll see what happens. Let's uh, let's all let's all hope for a victory tomorrow night, a clean, healthy victory, and uh, let's enjoy it, man. Because it's been a long time coming. Let's do it, baby. Let's go. Planet Orange, stand up. Our guys on Twitter, Thunderous Dunks and Bape for MVP. All y'all guys, man, start hitting the DMs, man. Let's let's start chatting, man. Phoenix Suns are back, dog. And and all the guys on Twitter that support us and 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 like that we talk with them, not at them, man. Just keep rocking with us, man. We're gonna be the positive guys. We're gonna be the guys that walk you off the ledge. It's gonna be a fun season, man. Let's go. All right. So until next time, this is the Coast to Coast Podcast. We're out. Peace out, Planet Orange.